It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. A nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. An enemy at the gates is less formidable, for he is known and he carries his banners openly. But the traitor moves among those within the gate freely. His sly whispers rustling through the galleys, heard in the very hall of government itself. For the traitor appears not a traitor. He speaks in the accents familiar to his victims and wears their face and their garments. And he appeals to the baseness that lies deep in the hearts of all men. He rots the soul of a nation. He works secretly and unknown to undermine the pillars of a city. He infects the body politic so that it can no longer resist. A murderer is less to be feared. That's from the philosopher Cicero from 2,000 plus years ago. It is more true today than it was then. I've stated this nugget of wisdom before, but it needed to be said and heard again. And forgive me for this reminder of the following metaphor regarding the human race. But unless or until this point is understood, we're collectively doomed. We, all of us, are like the occupants of a vehicle that has crashed through the guardrail and is sailing through the air to the bottom of the abyss. And along the way, the occupants of this car are making post-it notes about fixing those badly broken brakes someday when it's not an inconvenience, which means never. And anyway, it's already too late. Way, way too late. We are past the point of no return. And even at this late hour, how many yet grasp the gravity and immediacy of what's unfolding around us? In this broadcast, breaking reports on the issues that will most directly impact our collective futures, or lack thereof. If you're willing to face bad news head-on, you're in the right place. Stay tuned. Will the controllers instigate a limited nuclear exchange in an unimaginably desperate attempt to temporarily cool the planet? Why would we think otherwise? And to those that still don't believe the planet is broken and that climate disruption operations are exponentially worsening the scenario, stay tuned. We'll take an unflinching look at the oncoming train, which includes the now constant engineered winter weather scenarios and know the flash cooldowns are not random acts of nature. What other agendas are the global controllers so clearly carrying out from behind closed doors? In 1961, John F. Kennedy spoke accurately about the dangers of secret societies and warned the American public that there are those among us eager to misuse power in the name of security. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society, Kennedy stated, And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. And there is an ongoing very grave danger that an unannounced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning, end quote, from John F. Kennedy, shortly before his assassination. Question, are we there yet? Have we arrived? You decide. Power is truly intoxicating to some, and the most effective way for them to expand their demand for power is by frightening others and creating an impression 
that chronic intrusion into our personal lives is solely for national security purposes. Power structures around the world are desperately pushing to polarize populations against each other. Those who do not question the official narrative against those who do. In the words of Dr. Matthias Desmet, PhD clinical psychologist and PhD statistician, another consequence of mass hypnosis in totalitarian states is that people become radically intolerant to dissent voices, i.e. people in opposition to official policy. If someone claims that the official story is wrong, this person threatens to wake people up. It causes the people under a form of hypnosis to feel their initial free-floating anxiety and discontent. So the people under this form of hypnosis direct all their anger at these dissenting voices. At the same time, people under this form of hypnosis are radically tolerant for their leaders, for people who pronounce the mainstream narrative. These leaders can lie, cheat, and manipulate, and they will always be forgiven by people under, again, this form of hypnosis, because the crowd thinks the leaders are doing it for their own good. This is another part of a form of mass hypnosis known as mass formation, and this is what occurs in nations that are free-falling toward totalitarian states. What don't the vast majority see regarding the wider horizon? That our species has decimated the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. And if we remain in the current course, our collective demise draws perilously near. And again, even now, the power brokers and the corporate media they completely control continue to distract populations from the wider horizon. And about that horizon, how many stare at filthy climate engineering striped up sunsets that look something like a science fiction movie and then comment on how beautiful it all is. The same eyes wide shut individuals also gaze upon half dead and shockingly silent forests and then try to convince you that it's all so wonderful. Welcome to the asylum. On that note, from the UK Guardian, chemical pollution has passed the quote safe limit for humanity, say scientists. The safe limit? To be clear, there is no amount of poison that is, quote, safe. Yet the murderous mentality of the controllers persists. For them, the solution to pollution is dilution. From the perspective of the controllers, this rings true. A sickened and increasingly debilitated population is far easier to subdue and suppress. From the Guardian report, this. Study calls for cap on production and release as pollution threatens global ecosystems upon which all life depends. They continue, the cocktail of chemical pollution that pervades the planet now threatens the stability of global ecosystems upon which humanity depends, scientists have said. They further state, plastics are of particularly high concern, along with 350 thousand synthetic chemicals, including pesticides, industrial compounds, and antibiotics. Plastic pollution is now found from the summit of Mount Everest to the deepest oceans, and some toxic chemicals, such as PCBs, are long-lasting and widespread. And on the polymers that are being found everywhere, keep in mind, polymer fibers are a primary element named in climate engineering patents. I wonder why they're found everywhere, and I know Plastic is decomposing and spreading in the environment. I'm not denying that, but I'm stating when it's being sprayed from aircraft into our skies, of course it's going to be ubiquitous in the environment. 
The Guardian report then states, the study concludes that chemical pollution has crossed a, quote, planetary boundary, the point at which human-made changes to the Earth push it outside the stable environment of the last 10,000 years. Question, did such an obvious conclusion really take a team of scientists to produce? And how about bombarding the entire planet with RF microwave transmissions? How's that going? This headline, United Arab Emirates Airlines cancels most flights to U.S. due to 5G. Now, some of the former tyrants that participated in the insanity, and we have many films of Emirates Airlines dispersing climate engineering particles into our skies, but now perhaps they're fearing for themselves that the 5G may interfere with their aircraft or their personnel. The mafia families are beginning to infight, perhaps. Let's add this to the equation. From multiple sources, 5G danger. 5G wireless technology will be a catastrophe for humanity. That's the end of the headline. Isn't it interesting, or should I say alarming, that so much of society couldn't care less about the extremely well-documented danger of EMF radiation. The same members of our societies that continue to blindly roll their sleeves and do whatever they're told by those who control the narrative. One more footnote on the RF microwave assault insanity. Consider this past headline from multiple sources. Detection of microwave emission associated with earthquakes. This particular headline and this particular report tries to convince the readers that it's the seismic activity itself which causes the microwave emissions. How completely backwards is that? When we have, for example, from MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, about the 2011 Japanese quake, they noted, and I challenge listeners to research and read this for themselves, they noted, quote, extremely anomalous atmospheric heating directly above the epicenter for the Japanese quake in 2011 for three days prior to that seismic activity. And they're trying to make the argument that somehow the earthquake itself is creating the microwave transmissions. Does the public believe everything they're told? These dots are not hard to connect if one does any amount of research. Massive RF microwave transmission facilities like HARP in Alaska, and there are perhaps 100 of these facilities around the globe, can bounce their signals off of a now-reflective atmosphere and back down into Earth's strata. And when you microwave something long enough, what happens? Expansion, thermal expansion, something has to give. So is there any connection between the rapidly increasing geologic events, the extremely anomalous visible atmospheric waves emanating from them, and microwave transmissions from facilities like HARP that can, again, easily be bounced off our now electrically reflective ionized atmosphere and back down into Earth's strata? Are all these threads intertwined? You decide. Let's consider this footnote on the whole Ukraine narrative. How soon Americans forget the last time they were lied to about non-existent WMD, weapons of mass destruction, and all the previous fabrications that served the military-industrial complex. War is their business, not freedom, not democracy. Don't forget that. Unfolding and accelerating biosphere collapse has been, is, and will continue to be the bottom line, to all that's unfolding. Breaking reports in that arena shortly. But first, this, which is most certainly related. 
Experts are warning that empty shelves and food shortages are going to continue for many weeks to come. No, not many weeks. This is not a bump in the road. This is the proverbial end of the road. There's no bouncing back from what's been done to our planet's life support systems. Let's consider the equilibrium periods from past previous mass extinctions, and I'll cover this more deeply later in the broadcast. But the most comparable event we have is the Pedum event, the Paleocene-Eocene Thermal Maximum, a mass extinction that bears similarities to what's occurring now. With this exception, what's occurring now is happening literally, mathematically, statistically, hundreds of times faster than the Pedum event. How long was the equilibrium period after the Pedum event, i.e. the period of time in which it took the Earth to, quote, recover? 10 to 20 million years. Where does that put us? Given that we are now in completely uncharted territory, that what's happening now is happening hundreds of times faster than any previous epoch in Earth's history. Back to the car that has crashed through the guardrails. The term return to normal is being thrown around a lot these days, but will things ever truly return to the way that they were before the pandemic came along? That statement is from the headline about the empty food shelves, and here's the short answer to that question about getting back to normal. The short answer is no, not going to happen. The party's over. As protests erupt, some countries backtrack on COVID mandates. This is another headline, while others double down. From that report, as protests grow in the European Union countries and worldwide against CV-19 vaccine mandates and so-called vaccine passports, some countries appear to be backtracking or at least harboring second thoughts about enforcing such measures, while others are digging in their heels and moving forward with punitive restrictions on the unvaccinated. Divide and conquer. How well the money printers have perfected this practice. In a moment, as Many breaking headlines as I can fit into this broadcast. Breaking reports, again, the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This is Dane Wigginton, host of the commercial-free Global Alert News Hour, a weekly non-political report that addresses and connects the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This is installment number 337 of the Bad News Broadcast for January 22nd, 2022. The Global Alert News Weekly Report is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of global climate engineering operations. This broadcast is now on the air in numerous AM and FM stations throughout the U.S., Northern California, Oregon, Washington State, Colorado, Texas, Florida, Alabama, Ohio, New York, and most recently, on the West Coast, Sacramento, San Francisco, and San Diego. An extended version of this weekly on-air broadcast is posted at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent radio and top story sections. If you wish to share your thoughts and perspectives on climate engineering and the other converging catastrophes that are closing in on all of us, join us on the geoengineeringwatch.org website. That's geoengineeringwatch.org. My most sincere gratitude to those that have helped geoengineeringwatch.org to expand our desperate efforts to sound the alarm. And in regard to sounding the alarm about the atrocities taking place in our skies, please take the time to view and share the groundbreaking geoengineeringwatch.org documentary titled The Dimming, which can be viewed for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. And for those that don't know what that title means or what it refers to, it refers to a science term known as global dimming. The lack of direct sunlight now penetrating the atmosphere due to light scattering particles that are building up rapidly in the atmosphere. And what is the express purpose 
of climate engineering operations known as solar radiation management to spray light scattering particles into the atmosphere from jet aircraft to accomplish exactly what we see happening in our skies. Connect the dots. About the ongoing, ever-changing, and ever-expanding CV-19 scenario. What aren't official sources telling us? Let's start with this from Robert F. Kennedy's Children's Health Defense.org. Myocarditis tops list of COVID vaccine injuries among 12 to 17 year olds. VAERS data shows that's the Vaccine Adverse Event Recording System. Recently released VAERS data, which is from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, included a total of 1,033,994 reports of adverse events from all age groups following COVID vaccines, including now 21. 1,745 deaths and 170,446 serious injuries. That's between December 14th and now January 7th, 2022. December 14th, 2020 and January 7th, 2022. And again, consider this, that it is believed that the statistics on the VAERS website represent only 1% to 5% of the actual events. Most are not recorded because those in the medical community are discouraged from reporting such events, greatly discouraged. Something to remember and consider. Next headline, from multiple sources, how billions in COVID stimulus funds led to dangerous tyrannical policies in U.S. schools. No surprise, wherever there's money, there's tyranny, isn't there? In 2020 and 2021, Congress passed trillions in COVID-related stimulus funds, a good portion of which went to schools, but only if school officials aligned their policies with Centers for Disease Control and Prevention guidelines. No surprise. You don't get paid unless you toe the line. Next headline from Vaccine Impact News. 37,927 deaths and 3,392,632 injuries following COVID vaccines in European database as young people continue to die. The European database of suspected drug reaction reports is Endura Vigilance which is verified by the European Medicines Agency, that's the EMA. And they are now reporting, again, 37,927 fatalities, 3,392,632 injuries following injections of four experimental COVID-19 shots. If you think mainstream media will ever disclose such shocking statistics, think again. They will continue to cover the tracks of the controllers until the brutal, bitter end, telling the public, Don't worry. It's all safe and effective. Next headline from the Times of Israel. Israel is number one in the world for daily COVID-19 cases per capita. Again, that's a, a percentage of their population. Number one in the world per capita. So the more is better philosophy isn't working out so well, is it? Next from the Daily Exposé UK. Again, this is more news corporate media will never tell you. Deaths among male teens increased by 53% following COVID-19 vaccination in 2021. And the death spikes correlate perfectly with the uptake dose 1, 2, and 3. Imagine that. Next headline, Robert F. Kennedy to Jimmy Dore. How Fauci turns science into propaganda for Big Pharma. In his best-selling book, The Real Anthony Fauci, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. summarizes how Dr. Anthony Fauci wields his power to control and manipulate science across the globe. It's not really science then anymore, is it? It's so-called science. 
Continuing, and thus this practice renders the majority of global scientific research to the realm of nothing more than pharmaceutical propaganda. And about Dr. Fauci, this final footnote, new from greatgameindia.com, Dr. Fauci created transgender monkeys in a $205,000 taxpayer-funded National Institute of Health study. Yes, like Kennedy's book title states, quote, the real Anthony Fauci. That's who he is. Going back decades. Here's the bottom line. If you think that those in power care about you, your health, or the health of your family, if you think that those in power are actually trying to ensure the welfare of populations so that those populations can continue to expand unchecked and to consume Earth's last remaining resources, think again. The global controllers have long since stated on the record their objective of radically reducing global populations, i.e. thinning the herd. What do you think they're up to? You decide. About those ongoing atrocities in our skies that it's not yet socially acceptable to mention, let alone admit to. From Fizz.org, this headline, Dimming Sun's Rays Should Be Off Limits, Say Experts. From that report, Planetary Scale Engineering Schemes Designed to Cool Earth's Surface and Lessen the Impact of Global Heating are Potentially Dangerous, They Say, and Should Be Blocked by Governments. More than 60 policy experts and scientists made this statement on Monday. The open letter calls for a, quote, international non-use agreement that would block national funding. This is more smoke and mirrors, pretending that this is not ongoing and hasn't been for over 75 years. We saw the same thing at the Biodiversity Conference in, I believe, 2009 or 10, in which we had various environmental groups sign a moratorium on geoengineering, pretending that it wasn't ongoing already. And so many people went back to sleep thinking that they had now fixed this problem, that they didn't have to worry anymore. Smoke and mirrors. And all the while, the climate disruption operations rage on in our skies. Next headline, same theme, from interestingengineering.com. Under their science section, quote, dimming the sun could spell doom for humanity, experts warn. No, no could, no may, no might, is. Policy experts, they say, and scientists are coming together to stop such experimentation. Sure they are. Again, they cite the same statement by 60 policy and experts, climate scientists, which came together to claim that these kinds of geoengineering initiatives are very dangerous for humanity. You think? They state, we therefore call for an immediate political action from governments, the United Nations, and other actors to prevent the normalization of solar geoengineering. They're referring to solar radiation management, which I covered a few moments ago, as a climate policy, quote, option. The letter went on to say, that dimming the sun's radiative force would most likely interfere with monsoon rains, listen to this, in South Asia and Western Africa and significantly damage the crops upon which humanity relies for nourishment. It would also cause a drying in the Amazon. Is America and Europe completely immune from what happens in these countries? And these scientists state this in this manner so that it doesn't alarm too many in first world nations, which they want to keep asleep at the wheel until the last possible moment. What kind of asylum do we live in when the public can accept this kind of total deception and ignore what they can see with their own eyes happening in the skies above us? How insane has the human race become? And consider this as well. 
And I challenge everybody to research every single thing I state in this broadcast. I don't want anybody to believe anything I say because I say it. I've never asked that. I've simply asked for honest, objective research, investigation, follow-up. So search this. Top U.S. military brass considers global climate collapse the greatest security threat of all. And why wouldn't they? When the planet no longer supports life, it's game over. Everything else, any other challenge or objective is arranging deck chairs on the Titanic. And the Titanic is most certainly going down by the day. But search that and consider if the U.S. military considers this the greatest threat, do we think they're going to sit around and ask for public permission before they can engage in climate engineering operations, with, which historical data proves has been occurring since, at scale since immediately after World War II, and they were certainly beta testing during World War II. We've proven this, shown the data in numerous presentations, but how many are willing to look? And how many are willing to simply accept the official denial that this isn't happening? You're not seeing what you're seeing in the skies above us. It's just your imagination. They say if we were going to geoengineer, it would look exactly like that. Jets dispersing particles into the sky that spread out into wispy, cobwebby, dirty-looking filth, covers the entire horizon at times. But that's not really what you're seeing, even though it would look just like that if we did do it. Total asylum we live in. From Reuters.com, this. In 1965, let's, go, let's rewind a bit here. U.S. President Lyndon Johnson's science advisors urged research into reflecting sunlight to keep the Earth cool amid projections of an alarming buildup of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere as a result of burning fossil fuels. In 1965, and again, it was going on for at least two decades prior to that, and we have climate engineering patents going back many decades further still. Search geoengineeringwatch.org. Patents list and take a look at how far back this technology goes. The report continues almost six decades later, solar geoengineering research, they say, has made scant headway. Really, how colossal can the lies be? From the Arctic News website, this terrifying Arctic greenhouse gas levels. It's from January 19th, 2022. But then this same group pushes for climate engineering operations to be immediately deployed again as if they haven't been for 75 years already. When do individuals make the decision to make their lives matter? When do these legions of academicians choose to summon some courage, band together behind the scenes, and stand up? And tell the truth while it can still make a difference before the planet's life support systems are so utterly and totally decimated that we have no chance. And our only chance at this point is to halt the human destruction against the planet in every form. But most certainly including the intentional intervention with those life support systems. And that intentional intervention is known as climate engineering operations, geoengineering stratospheric aerosol injection, cloud albedo enhancement, many, many names given to the insanity in our skies, and it comes in many, many forms. Moving on, exactly how fast is the planet heating up? And it most certainly is heating up. For those, I'm, I'm so perplexed at this narrative that those who say the more CO2, the better, that is patently false. Nothing can adapt when the atmospheric chemistry changes at this pace. And it's not just CO2. It's methane. It's nitrous oxide. There's other gases that trap heat. If it was not for these heat-trapping gases, the planet would fry in the sun-exposed side and freeze on the other side as it rotated. We have a layer of heat-trapping gases on the planet, and when you thicken that layer, it gets hotter quickly. 
and it starts to trigger feedback loops within feet in themselves. I'll cover some of those in a moment. But about the rate at which the planet is heating, listen carefully to the data I'm about to cover. It's incredibly shocking, and it puts it into perspective if you really consider what the data shows. Let's rewind back to July 1st, 2013, from many sources. That stated clearly, based on all current data, the planet was warming at the thermal energy equivalent rate of four Hiroshima bombs worth of heat per second. Now, let's fast forward to January 13th, 2020. Articles from many sources, mainstream sources, the data changed, and as of January 13th, 2013, we had this headline. Oceans are warming at the same rate as five Hiroshima bombs per second. But now ocean temperatures in 2021 have yet again obliterated the former ocean heating record. Superheating seas don't absorb much CO2, and that translates to more human-caused CO2 buildup. Again, a feedback loop, along with methane, again, and nitrous oxide, and other gases. This translates to even more heat, and even warmer seas. And so the cycle continues. Again, it's known as a positive feedback loop. But positive, in this case, doesn't mean good. It means that the process feeds on itself. Possibly, if not probably, until our formerly thriving planet turns into a lifeless ball of rock spinning in the harsh expanse of space, a true sister planet to Venus. Moving on, last week from TheHill.com and other sources. Here's where we're at today. The oceans absorbed the heat equivalent to now seven Hiroshima bombs per second during 2021. This is an exponential runaway climate collapse scenario. The report states, if you want to know how fast climate change, aka climate collapse again, is happening, the answer is in the oceans, the hill.com report states. They continue with the world's oceans, recorded the hottest temperatures in history. Listen carefully to this because it connects to more headlines I'm about to cover. The record-breaking ocean temperatures that came in 2021, came despite La Nina conditions, which usually means a cooling of the ocean surface. So before I cover the next headline, first consider that oceans cover 70% of the Earth's surface. Consider that a cubic meter of seawater can contain 4,000 times the thermal energy of a cubic meter of air. The oceans are far and above the bottom line regarding the temperature of the planet. With that in mind... How do we end up with this headline from so-called climate science communities? Starting with the New York Times, which stated this last week, 2021 was Earth's fifth hottest year, scientists say. The finding, they say, by European researchers fits a clear warming trend. The seven hottest years on record have been the past seven years. It's really the eighth hottest years have been the last eight years. So the past seven years have officially been the warmest since record-keeping began. But given the record-shattering ocean temperatures and given the fact that, again, for an equal volume, seawater can contain 4,000 times the thermal energy as compared to air, how is it possible that 2021 was only the fifth warmest year since record-keeping began? Answer, it's not possible. Welcome to the new world, a world that is run by organized crime syndicates known as governments. The task of the agencies they control, so-called science agencies, 
that in this case, tabulate weather readings and records are lying to a degree that is far beyond shocking and alarming. The meltdown of planet Earth is far more advanced than anything we are officially being told. Climate engineering operations are being utilized to mask the true severity of climate collapse from populations at the cost of further fueling the overall meltdown, covering up climate and biosphere collapse from populations until the last possible moment, while utilizing weather modification as a weapon all along the way. This is the reality that we are neck deep in. Across the board, data falsification is also a factor. Official high temperatures are being underreported on a scale that is difficult to comprehend. Day and night temperatures are routinely being underreported by 3, 4, even 5 degrees. How bleak is the overall scenario? New from counterpunch.org. Earth's biosphere absorbs the heat equivalent of 32 Hiroshima nuclear explosions every second. The biosphere is warming at a rate equivalent to it absorbing the total energy used by the United States in all of 2019, every 9 hours and 40 minutes. Think about that. And now this tabulation from this source indicates total atmospheric heating, including the oceans. Someone's lying somewhere. And most certainly the planet is heating. And again, I don't ask anybody to believe any source. Not me. Not any official source, not any official science institution. What I ask is to believe what you see with your own eyes. And again, the film Chasing Ice, non-political film footage of the cryosphere, i.e. Earth's ice deposits, disappearing around the globe. If you don't believe what you see with your own eyes, there's nothing I can tell you, there's nothing I can show you that will make any difference. You can watch this film, again, Chasing Ice, online for, I believe, 2 or $3. Is that not worth investigating and about so-called renewable energy again if for those that think that will save us i encourage them as i have in many broadcasts view the film planet of the humans and that's the truth about so-called renewable energy it is at best a fossil fuel extension and as i've made clear in many broadcasts i have wind hydro and solar power all of which is being greatly diminished by the way from climate engineering operations which blocks the sun which disrupts rainfall patterns, which then disrupts hydro, and also disrupts wind patterns. Yes, we have ferocious winds, increasingly so, especially where they engineer the cool-down events because the wind enhances the effectiveness of the endothermic reacting materials that they use to seed cloud moisture with. But overall, in addition to global dimming, again, the diminishment of direct sunlight that now reaches the surface of the planet, we now have a scientific term known as global stilling. Overall, Global wind is down, not up. And for those that are in regions being hammered by wind, again, I understand that. There are absolute divergences from the overall pattern. Again, I'm speaking in an overall context when I cite these statistics. Let's switch gears for a moment. As biosphere collapse unfolds and accelerates, what are the controllers up to? This headline is from numerous sources last week. Fauci warns that Omicron may not be the end of the pandemic, and there is a, quote, high probability, end quote, another variant could emerge that would evade immunity. From that report, Dr. Fauci warns that the Omicron variant may not be the final strain of COVID, as some believe. Fauci warns that a new strain that is resistant to natural immunity provided by infection could emerge and keep the pandemic going. The report then states, Fauci has previously made grim projections about new COVID variants and was even correct about a variant like Omicron emerging. 
And let's not forget what Dr. Anthony Fauci stated on film and on the record in 2017. He stated with no ambiguity that there would be a surprise pandemic during, quote, this presidency, i.e. the Trump presidency. And indeed, there was, wasn't there? How did he know? That blank's not hard to fill in for anyone who does objective research. The real Anthony Fauci. Read Robert F. Kennedy's book and learn about this individual. You'll be absolutely shocked to the marrow. This statement last week from Dr. Paul Ofit, that's a CNN medical commentator. Word for word, Dr. Ofit stated this, the only way out of the pandemic is vaccination, In quote. Here's my question for Dr. Ofit. How's that going so far? Moving on from the DailySignal.com and other sources. Breaking Biden administration making lists of religious vaccine objectors. From that report, an administrative agency in the District of Columbia announced a new policy Tuesday of last week that will likely serve as a model for a whole-of-government push to assemble lists of Americans who object on a religious basis to the COVID-19 vaccine. Remember what I discussed in the beginning of this broadcast. Statements from Kennedy. Statements from Dr. Desmet. Put those puzzle pieces together. Next headline. French President Macron declares he will govern like a Roman god. From that report, and this came from numerous sources. French President Emmanuel Macron has declared he will govern France like Jupiter the Roman king of the gods. Shortly after Macron's statements, French officials told the media his thought processes were, quote, too complex for journalists to understand, really. The report continues. Summoning over 900 politicians from both houses of the French parliament to a rare congress, Macron threatened to overrule lawmakers with a referendum if they tried to frustrate the, quote, reforms he wishes to impose on the legislature. Such assemblies are usually reserved for times of national crisis. Again, all this fits into everything I covered at the beginning of this broadcast. Reuters news agency reports Macron as saying he deserves to reign as a, quote, Jupiterian president who, quote, weighs his rare pronouncements carefully, end quote. For the record, Macron made this statement in July of 2017, but it signifies the mentality of the controllers and how well it fits in with what we see happening now, doesn't it? For those just tuning into this live on-air broadcast, you're listening to the commercial-free, non-political global alert news hour, brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. Let's press on with breaking reports, bouncing back to the bottom line of biosphere collapse. This headline from last week, U.S. grocery shortages deepen as pandemic dries up supplies. From that report, a high demand for groceries combined with soaring freight costs and Omicron-related labor shortages are creating a new round of backlogs at processed food and fresh produce companies, leading to empty supermarket shelves at major retailers across the United States. But it's not just the pandemic. I mean, the pandemic. Biosphere collapse is in full swing and taking a tremendous toll with climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare, decimating what is left of crops around the world. On that note, this new report from multiple sources. Earth on, quote, sad trajectory toward sixth mass extinction, in quote, scientists warn. This report states there's a human-caused extinction crisis underway. They say probably the start of the sixth mass extinction. 
and denial or indifference to this planetary crisis is, quote, an abrogation of moral responsibility, according to scientists behind a new study. This is total disinformation. We're not starting or heading into the sixth great mass extinction on our planet. We are neck deep in that extinction right now. The statistical loss of species on our planet, plant, animal, and insect, is about 15,000 times the background rate. Two to 300 species of plant, animal, and insect are going extinct each and every day. Again, 15,000 times the background rate. That's a million and a half percent of normal. In the last 40 years, we have lost over 70% of Earth's wildlife populations. We've lost 80 to 90% of Earth's insect populations. How can these so-called scientists state that we're starting into the sixth great mass extinction? It's total disinformation designed to pacify populations until we hit the wall at full velocity, and that moment draws near. Same theme, this headline. States, wow, exclamation point from multiple sources, Leonardo DiCaprio nails the climate science with his prediction that climate change will get much worse in about nine years. First of all, the whole climate change term came from 1998, the warmest year recorded up to that point when climate engineering operations were radically ramped up further and the climate engineers knew that they would be causing radical weather whiplash scenarios that didn't really fit into the global warming narrative. So they needed a new narrative and that narrative was climate change. And that's part of how they cover up the engineered winter weather whiplash scenarios that are happening all over the globe at this moment. And I'll cover more on that in a minute. But the bottom line is that's where the climate change term came from. And for Leonardo DiCaprio... To pretend that he's telling the truth about anything is total nonsense. And from a contact I have, that's a contact of DiCaprio's, I know that he was given a full package of data from geoengineeringwatch.org. And has he ever breathed a word of it? Absolutely not. Just like Governor Gavin Newsom, after my meeting with him in the Capitol, has never said a word about it to anyone other than his top aide who was in the meeting with us. So well done, Leonardo. You did your climate change homework, the article states. Really? Nine years? No, we don't have nine years. We don't have five years. We're there now. I will personally be surprised if we reach the end of this year without our reality going upside down. Not because the planet completely stopped supporting life by the end of the year. No. But the moment... The severity and totality of what's unfolding can't be hidden from populations. And we're perilously close to that. That's why so many of the other events are happening that are happening. But the moment the public is forced to wake up, the game will change right then. The controllers know it, and they are absolutely preparing for that moment as fast as they can. The weather warfare rages on. The pendulum of hot and cold continues to swing. As now the U.S. West is back to far above normal temperatures, while parts of the eastern U.S. bear the brunt of engineered winter weather operations. And if you don't believe climate disruption operations can be conducted on such a vast scale, fine. I'm not asking you to believe me. I've never asked anyone, again, to blindly believe any data presented on this bad news broadcast. What I am asking for is honest and objective investigation. Start with searching this report. Geoengineering is producing freeze-fry extremes. And you might try a search engine other than Google who is doing their best to censor all geoengineeringwatch.org data. Next, go to the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org and review the entire engineering winter section, which contains many reports on various aspects of engineering winter weather and the science behind it. Moving on, next headline from medium.com, the lightning siege. The report states there's a whole lot of zapping going on. 
They state, we understand how the increasing amount of energy in tropical storms means more static electricity in clouds that manifest as lightning. The Arctic is one of a few places on Earth where lightning is historically rare, but in 2021, it spiked enormously with roughly twice as many strikes there as over the previous nine years combined. Think about that. Twice as much as the previous nine years combined because the atmosphere is being ionized. It's electrically conductive because they're dispersing Static producing and electrically conductive particulates into the atmosphere for many purposes, not just climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare operations, but there's many purposes, including electromagnetic pulse weaponry, including over-the-horizon communications, many, many layers to this insanity. But the bottom line, all of it fueling, unfolding biosphere collapse. Let's go to the bottom of the world from abc.net.au. Giant canyon discovered underneath... Vanderford Glacier in Antarctica, revealing history behind rising sea levels. That report states, Australian Antarctic expeditioners have discovered an enormous two-kilometer-deep canyon underneath a glacier that may make it more vulnerable to warming oceans. No could, no may, no might. The glaciers are imploding from the bottom up and the top down. There's enough ice in Antarctica once it is completely melted, to raise global sea levels about 197 feet. No, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's happening in geologic terms in the blink of an eye. I want to dive further into the ongoing and accelerating engineered winter weather scenarios. But first, this important headline that from South America that mainstream media is not telling us about. In Brazil, 549 cities under a state of emergency due to severe floods. And to shine the light on the climate-engineered contrast within that country, this statement, 200 cities in the state of Rio Grande do Sul are in a state of emergency due to droughts. Sound familiar? Global climate engineering operations are completely disrupting and derailing the climate hydrological cycle, creating drought deluge scenarios all over the planet. And the engineered winter weather scenarios, again, core part of the climate engineering insanity, and the headlines are sensationalized by the corporate-controlled media. Let's cover some of that. From dip.org.ua, Turkey's experiencing a record snowfall. Istanbul will be trapped in the snow, and other cities will be covered by showers and storms. Much like in the U.S., we have the warm side of the winter storm and the cold side of the winter storm. Winter storms that now so commonly come out of the record-warm Gulf of Mexico. Next headline, record-breaking snowfall snarls travel in Toronto. From that report, the same winter storm that caused, listen carefully, travel nightmares and thousands of power outages in the United States, blanketed parts of southern Ontario, with more than a foot of snow this week causing major travel disruptions and closing highways for hours on end. Residents could be seen shoveling out of vehicles buried in snow and snowboarding sidewalks after snow fell across the city in a rare winter storm. A winter storm that, again, passed up the eastern seaboard before it got to Canada. That means where did it come from? The moisture came straight out of the record-warm Gulf of Mexico. There's not a meteorologist that can walk and chew gum that doesn't know this is going on. But they're all lying to protect their paychecks and pensions. They have no honor, no courage, and they are participating in the demise of all of us. I'm asking, pleading with people in academia, band together, stand up, and tell the truth. This is not about your paycheck or your pension. It's about your posterity. Do the right thing while you can. Next headline, intrusion of Arctic air to kick off prolonged stretch of bitter cold in eastern U.S. This is the kind of headlines they love to push. It's a surface layer of cold. At altitude, it can be 10, 20, 30, 40 degrees warmer. 
They're going to be spoke to private pilots flying Learjets, flying some very important people whose jet aircraft were forced into autopilot descents from above 40,000 feet because it was 40 degrees above normal. The air wasn't dense enough to hold that aircraft. None of this is being reported, is it? From this AccuWeather report, this, the days may be getting longer again as the calendar gets deeper into January, but AccuWeather forecasters say old man winter is about to send a long-lasting reminder to the eastern U.S. that spring is still a long way off. It's not old man winter. This is climate engineering from top to bottom, and these people know it. And if you watch the paid disinformation actors on sources like the Weather Channel, you will see right through their scripts and their attempts to cover the tracks of the climate engineers. If you do any studying about the climate engineering issue, you will see right through the kind of disinformation they present at power structure-owned entities like the Weather Channel. Next headline, footage captures Minnesota drivers losing control on roadways during snowstorm. Again, when there's surfactants in the snow, in the frozen material that's now called snow, that's a process or a result of chemical ice nucleating operations, of course the snow is much slippier than it otherwise would have been. This is soap-soaked snow, literally. We've tested it. Surfactants, which is what makes soap soap. And they use it in the engineering operations to keep the particles from coagulating, i.e. sticking together. Moving on. Flash freeze could cause trouble on roads. Again, flash freeze, so many instances now when they are seeding chemical ice nucleating elements into cloud moisture many times out of the record warm Gulf of Mexico, the material hits the surface before it solidifies. Thus, you have, quote, flash freezes occurring everywhere now. And you don't have snow associated with elevation anymore. Again, you're either on the warm side of the so-called winter storm or the cold side of the winter storm. And elevation is no longer an issue, is it? You can throw a rock sometimes from balmy precipitation events to frozen material falling out of the sky. Next headline, AccuWeather real field temperatures drop below zero in Buffalo ahead of NFL playoff game. This is from the game that already occurred, but... Consider that they commonly try to state temperatures, their wind chill temperatures, and they don't really clearly disclose that. So the population feels it's much colder than it actually is. This is all part of the process of convincing populations it's so cold, cold, cold in a planet that's in total meltdown. And again, highly toxic climate engineering operations, seeding our clouds, creating various forms of frozen material that often hits the surface before it solidifies. Sticking to trees, power lines, collapsing infrastructure, and, and what's left of, again, our trees, our forests. This is winter weather warfare. More sensationalized headlines, same theme. Arctic blast to send north central U.S. into deep freeze. Next headline, ice storm looms for southeastern U.S. Next headline, snow sighted in Dallas area. Another headline, states pre-treat roads ahead of the biggest winter storm of the season. Another headline, hundreds of flights canceled as winter storm rages along. Next headline, it's a run on food, gas, and hardware supplies as winter storm approaches. Another headline, winter storm to threaten snow ice from Nashville to Charlotte to Raleigh. Another headline, Saturday night cold playoff game will be among the most frigid in NFL history. Covered part of that earlier. Next headline, power outages surpassed 250,000 as heavy snow and ice went over that earlier and high winds combined. High winds, again, used to enhance the endothermic reacting materials. Now, more and more, we see the winds with the engineered winter weather events because it allows them to magnify the effect of the endothermic reacting materials. Other headline, thunder snow detected in North Carolina mountains. That's because they're chemically nucleating moisture from the record warm Gulf of Mexico. So we have thunderstorms happening in, quote, 
winter storms. This is not nature. This is climate engineering operations. The so-called weather forecasters are reading scripts, literally passed down to them from private defense contractor and primary climate engineering participant Raytheon. For the record, Raytheon does all the weather modeling for our country's so-called weather forecasting personnel, the National Weather Service and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the same weather personnel that have an illegal federal gag order on them. Gee, I wonder why. Redding, California has been pushing 70 degrees recently and is scheduled to stay there until the end of the month. But at the start of February, at least for the moment, snow is scheduled again. And how many will continue to pretend that this is all just normal, just nature behaving strangely? No, it's weather warfare and a desperate attempt to mask the severity of planetary meltdown until the last possible moment. I'm almost out of time for this broadcast, but I'm compelled to cover the following headline, which is deeply saddening for me as I have spent so much time below the surface of the seas. Unusual mortality event leads to record number of manatee deaths. Such a beautiful creature they are. Wildlife officials believe they've pinpointed the cause of the startling die-off. The unusual mortality event facing the manatees is being blamed on a lack of seagrass, the main food source for the creatures. They say the death of seagrass has been largely blamed on algae blooms that have disrupted Florida ecosystems for years. What a radical oversimplification of what is actually going on. Our oceans are dying all over the globe. And about the blocking of the sun, how about the authors of this report admitting to the light-blocking solar radiation management program's while they're at it. How about connecting the dots that SRM operations over oceans are utilizing so-called ocean fertilization elements that force algae blooms in the attempt to force more CO2 uptake by the oceans, causing a domino effect of death and destruction. That's what climate engineering is from top to bottom. Though our species has decimated the planet in countless ways from every conceivable direction, Climate intervention operations are pounding additional nails into our collective coffins each and every day. What now? Where do we go from here? A reminder of this completely on-target excerpt from The Lord of the Rings. I wish it need not have happened in my lifetime, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. Yes, what will we do in the time that we have been given? Now is when we decide who we are, what we're made of, and why we're here. No matter how large the proverbial tidal wave that is looming over our heads is, so long as we are still standing, we can, we must continue to march forward in this epic battle for all that we hold dear. Doing so is not just an option, it's our absolute obligation. Search the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details about how you can help to move this fight forward. Yes, the horizon is dim indeed, but not yet black. Only by our collective efforts can we still make a difference at this late hour. Make your voice heard, make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.